money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Well, that's good because we got an incredible discussion to have today. We do. This is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. We've got a very special guest uh, Mm -hmm. with us today, which I'll get to in a minute. But before we do that, we'll do some housekeeping. So if you're just joining us and you've never listened to the show before, we just want to welcome you. If you've listened to the show for the four and whatever years that we've been doing (laughs) this show, then we thank you for sticking with us uh, through all those seasons. And and if you need to or would like to uh, hear another show, they are all archived on our website, morethanenough.ca, chri.ca, uh, and notmine.ca. Those are some friends and partners that are with us that host the show with the players right there uh, on the the, uh, the webpage. If you're a podcast person, then uh, we're on just about every podcasting playlist that uh, we, we can be. Just search Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. And if we're not there, then feel free to allow us to to just um, reach out to us and and we'll see what we can do about getting there and then finally uh, if you uh, if you are a, a blogger Reb writes lots of blogs to, to go along with it and, and you want to follow along uh, we're on uh, YouTube and of course you can just go to our website and, and catch those blogs so there you go all the housekeeping out of the there way yes yeah, so I we're just gonna welcome Pastor Mike Hogeboom how are you? I am well. Thank you. Great. Thanks for joining us today. We're going to have a discussion about how um, their congregation, um, he's a local pastor in the Ottawa area, and um, he, uh, we just love Pastor Mike and um, his heart for the city. And we're going to just um, have a discussion this morning about how um, some of the past things that have happened, for instance, the 2018 tornadoes um, and how they had to live through that and their response as a church has helped them pivot in 2020 during this time of COVID-19 and lockdown and all that. So we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, but I I picked verses this morning from Lamentations And I've been reading a really great book. I can't remember the author's name, but it's called Prophetic Lament. And um, I'm learning a lot about Lamentations, this book, and what happened um, to the city of Jerusalem when Babylon invaded. And it's it's a really great book of the Bible. And, and this book that I'm reading by a pastor who talks about the importance of lament. And I think even at the end of 2020, we're heading into Advent season. And actually today is Black Friday of all things. We're not even doing a Black Friday show this year. No, we but, did that already because yeah, now it's too late. It's too late. Anyway, whatever your shopping is, maybe you can listen to us while you shop. But I, I think some and of us feel the conviction. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh my goodness. The 
I, th I think um, we have a real need of lament. And if you've never heard that word before, I'd encourage you to look into it. I'd encourage you to read the book of Lamentations because there is hope. And I'm going to read in the dead center of the five chapters are these verses. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. So I just, we know those verses, we have songs written and, and yet the, the lament and, and maybe Pastor Mike can speak to that in a minute, but the lament some of us are going through, you know, we might have health issues. Um, we've got stress. We're frontline workers. Everything is more stressful. Going to school is more stressful. Teachers have it, you know, making sure everyone's six feet apart, you know, all of these things are, you know, maybe in terms of what other people are going through around the world, not very high stress, but they still are causing us um, some, some struggle in our lives that we're seeing. And God teaches us that to lament and, sh and talk about the sorrow is a good thing, mm. but to remember also in the midst of it all that he is faithful. His compassions fail not. We're not consumed because the Lord's mercies are great. They are new every morning, in fact. He is so faithful. He is our portion. And we're going to still hope in him. But it's okay to lament. I guess that's what I want to say. And I'm sure, uh, Pastor Mike, I'm sure you're hearing some of that lament from people in this season. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's uh, the fact that none of us have been here before. Uh, and just trying to figure it out. Um, and some of, obviously are finding that more challenging than, than others. Um, but our, uh, as followers of Jesus, I mean, we're trying to encourage people to look beyond their circumstances and to trust God in the, these, these challenging times and to learn from, you know, whatever they're experiencing now. And to, to not look too far, don't, don't look way down to the future, but uh, take a look out from where you are now and see where Jesus can take you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, Pastor Mike, tell us a little bit, like, I mean, I've just dug into something really deep right off the bat. But why, before we go further, I guess you should tell us who you are and, and where you pastor. Sure. So, uh I uh, I pastor at Arlington Woods uh, Free Methodist Church. We're in Nepean, Green Bank and Hunt Club. And uh, you alluded to it earlier there about the uh, tornadoes that came through our area in 2018. And, and one of those came through and, and took off the top one third of uh, our fellowship hall. And it was uh, devastating to say the least. Um, our, our, our church had some prominence in our community, but I'd have to say that after that, there was, there wasn't anybody that could drive by our place and not notice that we had a, we had severe damage to our, to our facility. Um, so it was, uh, it was quite, it was quite a challenging, quite a challenging time for us. Um, you know, I've been here for 10, 10 years going into my 11th year now. And uh, it, it did provide an opportunity for our church to, to really dig in deep and begin to do some things that uh, we never thought that we probably would have been involved in. 
can you can you tell us a little bit about that? Like what sure. what specifically? Yeah, sure. So um, tornado happened on a Friday night. There wasn't much we could do that night. We, this our community lost power for about three days. There were um, to look out on Saturday morning. It just there was just a debris and destruction everywhere. And um, to look at the people, um, they were just kind of walking around. I say, I say almost zombie like it was just kind of going through the motions, um, a state of shock. There were people that um, just needed somebody to talk to. Um, one of the things that we were able to establish pretty quickly, a need, which was uh, just for people to be able to recharge their phones. So a generator station was set up. And then from that point forward, it, it just really, it really uh, began, to t- began to take off as we were being aware of people's need. One, one guy came to us and said, you know what, I, I, I'd, I'd kill for a cup of coffee. And so <laughs> it, it, uh, so then the, by mid-afternoon, we were able to get, you know, coffee uh, perks going and coffee. And then, you know, the community uh, outside, of, uh, outside of our community, both, um, both the city as well as the church community really rose to uh, the need that was here. And so uh, within probably by Sunday, there were cases of water and food and all kinds of things were, that were beginning to show up. And it just provided a, an awesome opportunity for us to talk to people in their devastation and just to say, you know what, you know, the amazing thing is, is that not one person died from this, from here and from our location or from, from the tornadoes that went through here. There were other places where, where uh, one, there was one fatality, um, but there was, um, and very few people injured. So it was, we, we really saw that as the hand of God protecting us. And um, so it, it was quite, it was quite an amazing time for us to be able to minister to our community like we hadn't uh, known known before. Before, and I think going back to what you had mentioned about um, going through challenging times, um, we were right in the midst of that. And I would say, you know, we, uh, my wife and I, didn't leave our spot here for two weeks. We were uh, hunkered down, just helping give direction. Um, our church had to really pivot, had to really figure out, okay, so what are we doing and how are we going to do it? Hmm. We normally have a staff meeting once a week that shifted to twice a day for the first 10 days until we got a rhythm going and figuring out what, who should do what and triage all the things that were going on. So in time of crisis or times when we're in, in challenging times, it does call for us to be creative and ask God to show us, you know, what are some of the ways that we can we can now make the best of the resources that we have. And so, you know, things were coming in and, and we had, then we were developing teams, we were developing structure and um, day by day, I think, you know, there was a couple neat things that happened through that. There was, um, there was one day a Salvation Army chaplain who was from outside the city. He, he comes to for de- disaster relief. And, um, you know, when uh, just the right time, you know, we were we were it was either 10 or uh, 10 days or two weeks in and we were we were exhausted. And and this fellow um, came and uh, he 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 took us away from the milieu. There were still lots going on. And he just had uh, just a time with us. And he said, you guys are you're, do, you're doing well. You're doing everything right. 
you are, you know, you're, you're moving forward. He says, and he said this, he said, you know, you have poured yourself out for this community, you and your church and the area churches have poured themselves out to this community. And this, this community will bless you back. And that has been true over the last two uh, years this community has just continued to pour itself out towards us. And they, they see that we sacrificed when we didn't have any power, just like them. Our, we were damaged just like them. And out of that difficulty, we were able to uh, respond to their need. It was, it was really quite, quite incredible. Um, and he was, he was such an encouragement to me. I, you know, I, he told me his name. I, I don't even remember his name. <laughs> and you know, in these situations where even what we're facing now, uh, just to have someone come alongside you mm-hmm. and say, you know what, every, everything's going to be okay. I, I've seen the other side. I, I know, you know, kinds of things that happen during these um, challenges, whether it's a pandemic or a tornado. I see the other side and it's going to be okay. And mm-hmm. You know, just in us, for me personally, I think it was the same for Julie, but for, for us, it was just, that's just what we needed at that moment. And I, I think maybe we may not put enough weight or credence in what God is telling us and the power of words, the power of action and the, and the, the difference that we can make. I think, you know, one of the, one of the great things for me that came out of this and that lives on now um, is a, a group called Respond Ottawa. And that was, um, it was at a time when um, we were nearing kind of the, the end of the kind of the cleanup, a little bit of the tornado. And um, I was really interested in, in gathering together some other area churches that, have, that do disaster relief far better than, than we do. Um, and we, we gathered in a room, and that was the beginning of how we could respond to things of crisis, uh, crisis in the Ottawa region. And um, it, it's been remarkable how that's, how that's taken off. But so out, is that an active group that right now during the pandemic then? Yes. It, it, you know, it's amazing. Um, um, I get to do a devotion at a, at a meeting that's coming up uh, next week. And it is a, uh, it's a, there's a working group. It's called COVID-19 uh, Task Force. And it comes directly out of the, the Respond Ottawa group. And it's uh, people from uh, various churches. There's now on our list 42 churches that are on our email list that um, they have key people there that um, are hearing what's going on with COVID-19 in this particular case. And if there's anything else regarding uh, issues that uh, we need to respond to. And so the church is, is, uh, is perhaps better mobilized to be able to deal with some of the crisis that's coming. So yeah, it's still, it's still very active. COVID-19, the COVID-19 group um, has been helping provide masks, other PPE, for um, people in need, helping provide, um, you know, if there needs to be food, one of the things that they're looking at is um, in the next little bit for our city is um, a whole clothing drive to help uh, the homeless. It's, it's, uh, it, it, when I look at it, it almost makes me weep because it is, it is going back to what you said out of the challenging times of life. I believe um, God grows up something even uh, far greater and bigger than we could ever imagine. So I'm I'm full of hope. I'm full of lots of hope for those types of things. So 
so some people might wonder, like, why are we having Pastor Mike, you know, on here? And um, we did a, um, actually an online financial fitness seminar for their church a couple months ago. And, and I was actually talking to you um, about, you know, how, how did that prepare? Like, did, did the tornado time prepare you as a congregation or even as leadership to walk through this pandemic? Um, for your people, and obviously that like that respond Ottawa just from what you've said. What a what a huge blessing! Huh, yes, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. There were there were lots of lessons that came from the tornado that I think helped us to be up and running far quicker um, for the pandemic. I think during times of crisis, it calls for different action and and um, perhaps uh, quicker response. And um, the the tornado really pushed us into that into that mode, and um, so I think I think you know it. it when we hit the pandemic, um, some of the things that I had to tell myself, and it, it and to be honest, it's still a thing that I str- I'm struggling with a little bit, and that is to recognize that what we're in is not a sprint; it's a marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just about I, I really just about took myself out. Um, at, at the with the tornado, I um, I was pushing, pushing hard, and then then quite literally around our table, our staff table, we all hit a wall about two months in, because we were beginning to recognize that we had to shift our attention away from um, this this um, the tornado and its issue, the devastation, to actually then starting to turn back to what does it mean to be um, uh, the church in this post for us tornado time. And I think that that has helped us in terms of how we are processing and working through uh, this, this pandemic. And so for us, it meant that what are, what are the, what are the needs that we need to hit right now? Mm -hmm. So like right away, we were able to pivot and go into having uh, online service, never done it before. And so the first Sunday that we went, went into lockdown, we immediately went into that and we were figuring that out and we've constantly been adjusting. So for the last several months, we've been adjusting to try to, to uh, make that better. Um, so that was one thing. The other is that we were hearing that marriages were going to be uh, with, hit with um, lots of adversity because of being uh, in the pressure cooker of being at home all the time. And so we, we brought in a uh, trained ca- Christian counselor and for two, two nights, um, for several hours, we provided an opportunity for anybody that wanted to, to come in and to listen to, um, to uh, that great godly counsel. And then um, uh, we knew that there would be a financial crush, uh, crunch. And um, that's when, when I reached out to you guys and just said, would there be any possibility that you could come and do a, a um, finance fitness seminar with our, with our, with our church. And so we booked you for a couple hours to, to come online and spend time with our people. And I still hear about that in terms of how good that was. Um, but I think probably, I mean, just a whole other thing. Part of that is, is that I, I knew that that would be helpful then. I, I think in the, in the near future, I think that there's going to be a lot more happening on the financial picture in terms of a lot more. I mean, we're hearing about that. There's going to be a lot more financial challenges. If we went into this with financial issues before we came into it, we're still going to have those same types of issues on the other side. And we're going to have to learn to how, how to deal with that and how to work through that. 
And so as much as we can prepare people, so that was some of the types of pivoting that, um, you know, that uh, we immediately brought into um, what we were, what we were as a church. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, I'm going to jump in. I know I've been really silent because, well, you know, that's, <laughs> it's been such a great conversation, but the, Mike, when, uh, you know, some of the, the, the things from the, the tornado, the, I mean, they were kind of plainly obvious, right? Like you could walk around and see the devastation. Uh, One of the observations that we've had with COVID is the fact that you kind of can't see what what's going on in the homes. You can't see, um, you know, it's it's much more difficult for the church or for for us to 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 identify um, how we can help or what the need is simply because. You can't see it. It's not as obvious, uh, say, as, as that. Uh, have you guys uh, seen that in, in your congregation? Are you kind of brainstorming and doing some surveys and trying to, to in a sense, figure out what, what does it look like to meet the need in this time uh, when it's not quite so obvious? Yeah, that you know what, that is, that's, that is still a hard one uh, to, to figure out. We, we've tried to push, and I know other area churches have done this too, to try to push church, uh, our, our, our folks and anybody else to be able to get into a small group so that they can have a place where they're cared for. Our biggest concern right away was, is how do we engage people? Because we don't want them to be outside of, um, to be alone, to be, you know, walking this, walking this path alone. So we've tried to really encourage individuals to be part of a small group so that they can be nurtured that way. Our biggest challenge has been how do we engage when we can't see and we can't, we can't physically be with people. And so that, that is, that is still a pretty big, that's still a pretty big thing. Um, one of the, one of the, um, other things that we're finding is, is, uh, with addiction, um, whatever that type of addiction might be, is that we do know that there are individuals that are struggling in that regard. They're, they're relying on that, um, particular vice, that particular addiction to be able to pull them through. So we know that that's, that's popping up. Um, as far as, uh, you know, any, uh, surveys, uh, we haven't done very many of those. We, we, uh, as much as possible, our staff in conversations with people, um, we, uh, we're trying to, you know, ascertain from them, what are you seeing and what are you, what are you hearing? And so that's, that's one of the, that's one of the major things we do know that right now that they talk about the second wave of the pandemic being that of the, of the actual virus, it it probably has more to do with the mental and and psychological health of individuals. And so with that, you know, we've, we have money in reserve to help people. If there's individuals that need counseling uh, to try to, you know, to encourage them through some of this stuff, because none of us have been here before. So we, we know that uh, there's stress there. We also know that uh, that and we we're we're helping financially our food banks and those types of things as well. So that's that's a big challenge right now. Um, fortunately, you know, you go back to the tornado and what we learned. Uh, it it just reminded us that we need to have more of a financial reserve. Mm-hmm. And so during times like this, we are able to reallocate some of our funds to help, like uh, some of our uh, inner city ministries. Um, they're facing particular um, huge challenges in terms of being able to take care of the needs of the homeless. 
And so, so, yeah. so I remember when I, sorry, I cut you off a little bit. I, I do that sometimes. Um, uh, I remember you saying to me that, you know, at the time of the tornadoes, you actually were rethinking some of your programs, right? So you were doing, you, you went, you had resources in one place and you shifted it to another. Have you been successful? I, I guess I put that in air quotes, um, you know, shifting like so that you can build up more reserve for, for times such as these? Yes, there has been some of that. Um, uh, yeah, basically, we we took um, money that was probably more into into some of our programs, and we're able to shift some of that more to a discretionary fund that could be used to help um, ministries in time of need. Before that, we would be just kind of running the line with just running our ministry. And there wasn't much left over for discretionary use. And so what a blessing it has been. Um, just this last week, somebody's, um, a ministry reached out to us and said, could you, could you help us with this? And I was able to like, take, take a look at our, our, um, our budget and be able to say, you know, we have some extra funds. I, I didn't need to tell them this, but I, it was there. And so that I was able just to tell our treasurer, can we just write a check? To those folks there and help them uh, in this particular time. And before we we didn't have that. Does that does that what? How does that make you feel? I guess <laughs> it, it is such a it is such a joy. You know, we we talk about you know a blessing when we're able to give a blessing that it it blesses the other people. But the truth of the matter is, and I'm sure you guys teach this, and and that is that the the blessing that we receive. Um, far outweighs the blessing that the other people receive. And, and we know that they get a great, a great shot out of it. So, um, you know, it, 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 it it's just uh, awesome to be able to give and to receive what we, the joy and the excitement of being able, being able to give. Um, it's just, it's an amazing, it's amazing. Yeah, we we don't only teach that, Mike. We experience that, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but, it, the, but there is freedom to know. You know mm. what a thing to learn from that from 2018, and now where you stand. And I think a lot of Christian people are are starting to realize, oh man, I need some more money in reserve, and not just because you know we need it, but so I can help my neighbor. Um, you know, I, that's one of the, the, the financial observations that uh, I've said a number of times in these last months over COVID was, you know, we, we really appreciate the help from the government. We recognize that there's going to be consequences long term about that. But the, the, the one simple principle of, of having a three month emergency cushion um, becomes a real all of a sudden, wow, um, yeah, if I had had that, then I could have transitioned through COVID, um, not only not necessarily needing help from the government, but being able to actually help my neighbor and be um, and support and, and, you know, show love that way. So, you know, we've uh, we that it, we're talking about things we've learned along the way. And, and for us, that has been a just a real OK, um, no more fooling around on this. You know, mm. three month emergency cushion is a reality now It's part of the everybody needs one sort of so to speak so yeah. absolutely you know i think um what i've learned is i've observed what's happening with the whole financial situation right now and the government um uh, you know giving out lots of money um is why why can't the church 
reclaim its rightful place mm-hmm. in terms of taking care of the needs of the people around us yep. instead of instead of putting it on the government to take care of the needs of the people around us. And so that will take forethought. That will take, you know, put it, as you're saying, uh, put some reserves away. You know, it's challenging to me as I, as I take a look and it, it, it I would, my prayer is, is that um, through ministry such as yours and others, that we would be able to help people to do that because it's sad for me to know to know that um, there's so many people that are just living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And it can be better. It, it can be better so that they can be prepared for life now, but also life in the future to help other individuals. And it's such a blessing to be able to give, as you guys know. So, yeah. Well, and uh, we'll end we'll end the show on uh, this is going to be another show because <laughs> uh, that's exactly uh, in a sense uh, how when I read scripture, that's that's how the Lord really wants us to go. Is is uh, you know the church taking its place that way? So, thank you, Mike, for being here with us. Such a blessing to hear your story and to hear how you guys have just put yourself uh, in the middle of it and and are reaching out and and just doing the second greatest commandment, which is loving your neighbor, right? So, yep. So let's. uh, I just thank you all for joining us, and uh, we'll talk money next time. Let's talk money is a division of more than enough financial fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.